0: Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card,
1: right this way,
0: it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter wonderful pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for The Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now
2: let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
1: Here we go. It's hour two. We are live in Los Angeles. It's The Herd, wherever you may be. However, you may be listening or viewing We're on iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, FS1. Jason McIntyre joining me today on a very solemn day, somber day, uh, because of the uh, current status of Damar Hamlin, who is in critical condition in a hospital. I've tried to lean on people in the medical profession. Um, I thought uh, Peter King brought the story of the young man who played lacrosse. Um, This is what I've been told, that uh, sometimes you can get an irregular uh, heart rhythm if there is, acute or intense pressure or activity um, at the wrong time in the wrong spot by the heart. And um, that may have happened last night, kind of a freak accident. Uh, I saw some really significant collisions at the college level earlier in the day. Uh, This kind of was your typical NFL hit. Uh, But, you know, strange things happen. It's a sport with regulated violence. Um, I, I do want to say this is that um, if you think about what pro football does, tailgating, for instance, is a huge part of football. People get socially lubricated. There's beer ads everywhere. And people take great pride in it. Um, And last night was probably as big a game in Cincinnati, Ohio, that they've had in 10 years. And there were probably beers passed around, right? Right. Uh, I thought uh, the Cincinnati fans showed such class last night. Um, biggest game of the year, biggest game in Cincinnati in years, and uh, the stadium went silent. Nobody left. Um, Cincinnati fans were unbelievably supportive of the Buffalo players and the Buffalo unit. Everybody, players. I mean, you you bring like. You know, you got 55 players, you got coaches, you got trainers. But um, there was a lot of emotion in that stadium. I mean, that game was the game on the schedule that, you know, that's a get your stuff done early in the day. We're watching that football game. These these two could play for the AFC championship. And uh, biggest game in a long time. Unbelievable sports. Football is very tribal. We just love our football teams. We watch it. We bet it. We consume it. We go. We tailgate. And I thought Cincinnati fans had uh, so much class um, because, like the rest of us, you just don't know what's happening. But um, tip of the cap to the people of Ohio and Cincinnati. Um, really impressed. Nick Wright, First Things First, is joining us. Um, you know, I was saying earlier, you, you're a good friend with Bamani Jones, and he said something I thought um, I was really smart this morning on CNN. I don't know if, Melani, you're really good friends with him. And he, somebody asked him on the CNN set, they said, um, can, you, can football be safe? And he said, it's like making a safe cigarette, um, that there are limitations sure. to what you can do. And I do think the league is so much safer. I can remember years ago, them selling tapes of violent hits. Um, they're, they're changing everything. Um, it's, there's just limitation. there's regulated levels of violence. Do you think um, this, I asked Peter King this, do you think sometimes it takes tipping points and moments and we make changes in lots of industries. Do you think this is a sit down, you know what, let's get rid of the preseason, let's, let's not do Thursday night after the Amazon contract, or do you think that's a bridge too far?
3: I don't know. I, it, it, I don't know because this to me, Colin, was such a singularly unique incident. Yeah and i you said it right before i came on this was not a crazy hit nobody thought anything of it as it happened and i obviously neither one of us are medical experts but it seems like you and i have read a lot of the same you know articles this morning or watched the same interviews with medical experts that talk about what they think happened here is Almost the definition of a fluke incident—just the you know the exact wrong hit at the exact wrong time—and I don't. It, it, there is the, the hit. The, I mean, again, it was the I guess the T. Higgins that delivered the hit, if you will. Yeah. You can't play football without those types of right. hits happening. I. Yeah. What, what I what I there's a couple things I would like to say about it. One is. I, it would appear that the timely nature of the first responders on the field is why this, at the moment, DeMar Hamlin is in critical condition and not in worse condition. I think what they did was remarkable. Yeah. I mean, this, the, 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 what the medical experts are saying is this young man's heart stopped and they, they gave him CPR and the defibrillation live on the field which is what is giving him a chance, as his family said, to fight right now. it's, It's a remarkable job by them. And then I think what we saw in the aftermath was kind of the best and the worst of us societally, which is like the best of us was people were so sad and so distraught and wanted to do something that they have now given more than $3 million to DeMar's charity of choice. Yes. That is the best of us. That is the hopeless. We all feel hopeless. What can we do? Let's do something. And that's the best. And then when I say the worst, I feel like we have a bad tendency, Colin, when something tragic happens, we want to find a boogeyman. Yeah, And sometimes it's just, Terrible things happen Like the, the the volume of people That were like The NFL wanted them to play Shame on them. The NFL did not want them to play Five minutes later What I'm certain is true is that Somewhere written on a piece of paper is Hey if there's a horrific injury You can give the players up to five minutes And they were just going down the list You know what I mean I guess right. that's what we're doing yeah. But uh, there's there was no chance Roger Goodell or Troy Vincent Were like yeah get them back out there and the players vetoed it. That didn't... But people wanted someone to be mad at. They wanted to be mad at a tweet or they wanted to be mad at the league or charlatans wanted to be mad at vaccines because it's hard for us to reconcile that sometimes horrible things happen and there's nothing anyone could have done about it. And so I... You know, it, it, it's a hard thing to deal with, and I and I think the people involved did the best they possibly could in a brutal situation. You know,
1: I I was saying this earlier, Nick, is that you know, let's let's um, like like a natural disaster, the president calls a governor, who calls the mayor, who calls the national guard, yes. who talks to the men and yes. women on the ground, and it takes a long time. There's there's miscommunication. To your point is, you're you're right. I mean that. Roger Goodell's greatest fear is last night the idea that it's easy to have seven different phone calls and then eventually we see the Buffalo trainers coming out and wrapping up all their stuff. To your point, let's let's just be sympathetic and 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 less judgmental. Yeah.
3: I don't think they were ever playing. I don't think there was there there, there the, fo- football players have been and athletes, but football players in particular have been conditioned that if someone suffers a football injury. You have to compartmentalize and move on. And we have seen guys, you know, be carted off, and it's good news that they have movement in their toes, and the game goes on. We as fans, players, everyone acknowledges that is part of playing this game. This was so clearly different. As soon as I heard Joe Buck say the word CPR, I felt like everyone knew, okay, this is unprecedented territory for everyone. Yeah. No one in the NFL has dealt with this. And because of that, it was I thought it was unfortunate that folks that have previously always wanted to use, you know, the NFL as a punching bag at times said, "Ah, look, another instance they don't care about That's not what this was. This was moment-by-moment scary situation for everyone, and I don't think there was ever a plan to have that game resumed once it was clear this young man's life was in danger. Uh, Nick Wright joining us, first
1: things first. Uh, I I suggested this this morning out of respect for the family. Um, It's a tie. You don't replay the game. Um, It's a tie. Whatever the seed is, the reality is, I've heard this from a couple coaches, since technology has improved the ability for a quarterback to hear a coach on the road, home field just doesn't mean what it used to four or five years ago. And, you know, if the Chiefs gets the one seed, I don't think anybody argues this is a tie. Let the chips fall where they may. Cincinnati played road games to the Super Bowl last year. I My takeaway is don't play this thing. If they meet later, that's great. What do you do? Although it's obviously secondary today, what do you do with the game? Sure. What do we do, What do we do with it?
3: I think that it, I don't think it's something that can be uh, decreed. I think it has to be a discussion, and I think the Bills get to take lead on it. I think that the Bills get to you know have the loudest voice in the room. Do you want this? It obviously can't be a loss for either team. That would be an absurdity. Right. Do you guys want it to be a tie or do you want to try to play it recognizing it's going to be condensed weeks going into the most important you know the, the playoff part of your season? I think you're right that I think what they will do is call this a tie. And I don't know, there is no fair way to go about this. I think that would be the fairest way if that is what Buffalo wants to do and I yeah I mean I don't you're right that is obviously not the focal point today but at th- that is something that the NFL is going to have to decide upon at some point and probably some point relatively soon and I would let the Bills coaches and players have the loudest voice in that room in deciding that
1: you know it's interesting um I, we both love NFL and NBA um and it's it's always been sort of understood in the NBA. You need about three guys. It used to be if you had two great players, you could get to a championship. It feels like the game is so global and so talented and so gifted, and there's so sure. many great players. You need three now. It's, Milwaukee may just not, if Middleton's not 100%, they just don't have enough good players. The NFL has changed. A lot of this is analytics. The NFL doesn't have the global personnel that basketball or baseball do, especially sure. basketball or soccer. Uh, but... Um, what they've done is they've made the sport for safety reasons and television reasons very offensive. And so if you don't have a great quarterback, you have no chance to win. And, and as I no. watch, and I do think the game is safer. Um, you're in a good spot as somebody from Kansas City. You have Patrick Mahomes. When when you look around this league right now, um, I always think with Mahomes, and you're, you're, you're a, a fan and you don't, Hide that at all. Where yeah. is Mahomes now? Because this, the, the, I can argue the next three great quarterbacks in the sport, actually four, are all <laughs> in the AFC. Burl, R- Allen, R- There's no doubt. Right. Yeah, how do you, Lawrence. when you look at your team and this team, they're just, he's such a good kid. I don't know how well you know Patrick. He's such a wonderful ambassador for the sport. What is realistic? Because last night I'm watching that game mostly. Because it's Burrow and Allen. The quarterbacks... Yep. Well, if, if it's backups, I'm not well, even I interested. Well, I think your
3: point... Correct. I think your point... I'll, I'll get to the Chiefs in a moment. I, I think that, the, that we're in a weird spot where you have all of these great young quarterbacks but 90% of them are concentrated in one conference. Yeah. So you mentioned if you don't have a great quarterback, you can't win. Yeah, except for the fact that the Niners very well might be the Super Bowl favorites in the NFC, yeah. despite their quarterback. And I think that's up and down that conference, particularly with Jalen banged up. I think that the specter of the quarterbacks in the AFC – are one of the reasons that a guy like Zach Wilson doesn't get even two full years is one of the reasons that you you see the Raiders just say, hey, Derek Carr, you're the 13th best quarterback in the league, but unfortunately that makes you the ninth best quarterback in the AFC. Right, we got to move on. Like and so I think that. The Obviously, the Chiefs, the two teams we saw last night, are positioned incredibly well. I think the Chargers and Jaguars are both potentially positioned very well. And by the way, Colin, your buddy Bryce Young is probably going to the AFC as well yeah. via Houston with yeah. the number one pick of the draft. And so uh, there is if you are in the NFC... I think you might be able to patch it together with a great roster, you know what I mean, and substandard quarterback play. In the AFC, I feel like if you don't have a guy that you think can be a league MVP one day, you're going to continue to be searching because there are so many guys right now that can be league MVPs one day already playing that position in that conference.
1: First Things First is the show. He is the host. It's Nick Wright on a somber day. We appreciate your insights, buddy. Thanks.
3: Colin, thank you. The network's lucky to have you today. Thanks, brother.
1: All right. Thank you. Um, Yeah, you know, when you talk about, like, today is not a day we want to talk, you know, a ton about (laughs) what you do with the game, and it's a tie, and and people can say it's unfair. But I was was thinking about this this morning because, obviously, the safety and the health of – Jamar Hamlin's number one. We all That goes without saying. Um, and then over the course of the next four or five days, um, we we'll probably move into what do you do with that game, is that I don't have a problem with a tie because sports are inherently unfair. Um, if you look at college football, there's just more great high school football players in the South. They continue to dominate the sport. All right. In the NBA, there are glamour markets where players want to play and don't want to play. Okay. Uh, in baseball, Uh, there's no real salary cap. The New York Mets will have a greater payroll, I think than the bottom six teams in the sport combined. All right. Um, You know, with that money comes expectations and the Mets may crumble down the stretch because there's so much heat on them and the expectations are so high. So, um, and, and, you know, football's not always fair either. Um, you know, Stan Kroenke is very well healed and can write checks in the off season that certain organizations or owners can't. So I, I, I don't worry too much. Um, as long as there's basic rules, officials in all sports, you have to follow the rules. I'm good with it. Uh, but calling it a tie and go down the tiebreakers. I think Nick's suggestion that ultimately Buffalo gets the loudest voice in the room on what to do with this game. Um, I don't know if there's room in the schedule, but... Um, That's kind of where we're at today. Uh, I'm not going to do a highly produced herd hierarchy today, but I will give you who I believe in order are the 10 best teams in the National Football League. We do it every 20 weeks, 25 weeks a year. We do it every Tuesday at this time, so I pushed it back a little bit today for DeMar Hamlin. Uh, Here are my top 10 teams, I believe, in the NFL right now. Uh, Out of respect to winning all these close games, they're 11-0 in one-possession games, which doesn't make sense. I would put the Vikings at 10. They are an atrocious defensive team. Um, I would put the Packers ahead of them at 9. Now, Green Bay obviously blew them out. Uh, but there are Sundays uh, that teams just, uh, you get blowouts. I'd put Green Bay at number 9. Do you guys want to put it up? Uh, I would put the Chargers at 8. They're getting healthy. Joey Bosa's returning. And their defense now, they've got 14 sacks in three games. j was on this early. They were banged up. The last three weeks they've gotten healthy. The Chargers are really, really talented. I'd put the Jaguars on a four-game winning streak um, um, at number seven. Trevor Lawrence, since week nine, is the best quarterback in the NFL. That includes Joe Burrow. That includes Patrick Mahomes. They got a decent pass rush at times. And Trevor Lawrence is what we expected he would be. I would put Philadelphia at six. They're 0-2 without Jalen Hurts. So... <laughs> that shows you his importance. They run a different offense with Jalen Hurts. They're getting, though, banged up on the D line. A um, little banged up, I believe, at tight end, so I'll put them at six. Uh, Dallas is eight and two. I would put them at five. They're eight and two since Dak returned. I always feel like the Cowboys, there's a certain way they have to play. Dak has to be complimentary, the running game has to be humming. Um, And I do question Mike McCarthy situationally in big spots, but I have them at five. Uh, The Buffalo Bills, I would put at four. They make mistakes in the red zone. Uh, I've often compared them to Mike Tyson, the fighter. Not much of a jab, knockout power. Uh, On any given Sunday or Monday or Thursday, they can overpower the best teams in this league. Kansas City at three. They're the number one scoring offense. It does feel like um, they're still kind of figuring out the receiving game and the offense. Sometimes I feel like they're playing backyard football. It just happens to be televised. They're so easy offensively. Uh, San Francisco with Brock Purdy is number two. Um, They're just overpowering. I I don't think anybody would uh, disagree here. If you watch the Niners play, visually they look like the team with the most great players. And Cincinnati at number one. Um, not only are they winning, they're great against the spread because we still don't respect them as much as we should, I think largely because they don't have a lot of big-name defensive players. It is a tremendous defensive team. Their right tackle, Isle Collins, is out, but the offensive line is significantly better than it was a year or two ago. Um, they've had the same starting offensive linemen. We're one of two teams in the first 15 games of the season before Collins got hurt. So uh, they don't have a lot of chaos up front. That's a position group offensive line that is often um, you know, riddled with injuries, and they've been mostly very healthy. So those are my top 10 teams right now in the NFL in order. I think I. it's weird that a team would be 11-0 and 0 in one-possession games And yet I put Minnesota at 10. But in two of their biggest spots of the year, and that's what the playoffs are, they're pressurized spots, they have been absolutely unwatchably bad. Uh, Kirk Cousins has just not been able to deal with um, um, some injuries. Things have to be set up perfectly for him. So that's where we are now. Uh, let's take a break. Live in L.A., it's The Herd.
2: One more Herd? The Herd streams 24 hours a day, 7 days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search Herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming!
1: Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours.
2: Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling, Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: All right, welcome back. We'll keep you updated on Damar Hamlin. In fact, here's Jason McIntyre with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news.
4: This is the Herdline News. So as we discussed pretty much all show um, in Cincinnati last night, Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin collapsed on the field, later determined that he went into cardiac arrest. The latest is that he's in critical condition at one of the top trauma centers in the country. Here's a statement from the Hamlin family. On behalf of our family, we want to express the sincere gratitude for the love and support shown to Demar during this challenging time. We are deeply moved by the prayers, kind words, and donations from fans around the country. Your generosity and compassion means the world to us. Please keep Demar in your prayers. We will release updates as soon as we have them. And obviously from this show, our thoughts and prayers go out to the Hamlin family. He had, a, um, I believe, a toy
1: drive that... Had um, garnered about three hundred thousand dollars in donations. It was, I believe, last check over three million this morning. Many of those people, obviously, from Cincinnati and Buffalo. Buffalo has a very unique spot in the NFL. Green Bay and Buffalo, where they're smaller markets, um, and. People are not distracted. The Bills are a huge part of Buffalo, and they're not going to apologize for it. It's like a college football vibe. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I've said this before. My wife used to be in sort of human resources uh, business in the restaurant business, and she had to travel to Cleveland, Pittsburgh, a lot of those northern cities. She told me multiple times the nicest people that she has ever met. We're from Buffalo. Just a, it's a remarkable city full of wonderful people, and um, we have. Is that story breaking right now? I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring this up. Tom Pellicero, excellent reporter, NFL Network. Roger Goodell has informed the Bills and the Bengals the game will not be resumed this week. That was expected. Yeah, yeah I would imagine. Um, no decision. I'm reading this live. no decision yet on a later date. I still suggest
4: yeah, it won't be this week.
1: It won't be this week.
4: I mean there's really no way you can wedge a game in Wednesday or Thursday. Right. We don't know what's going on with Hamlin. Yeah. Um so likely result is a tie and we'll just figure out everything else later. Yep. It's secondary. Uh next story here, Ron Rivera and the Commanders um you know, they had a tough loss with the playoffs on the line. He made the mistake of putting in Carson Wentz for Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Didn't seem to go over too well in the locker room. Wentz, three picks in a 24-10 loss to the Browns. Ron Rivera was asked yesterday if he regretted making the change at quarterback. Here's what he had to say.
3: To me, it was always about winning and that that, that it was um, in our hands. I mean, we control our destiny, basically, and and, and that's the truth of the matter. Um being 0-2 and 1 in the last three games was probably the thing that really pushed me more than anything else, and that's what I looked at. And as I said, coming off of the uh, off of the last quarter of the, of the 49er game, I was I was relatively optimistic in terms of um,
2: feeling what Carson could do.
4: I don't know. But that's a rough one for Rivera. It's going to be a tumultuous offseason in Washington, likely. We know Dan Snyder well, may be selling the team.
1: Yeah, big picture. They have to get somebody to engineer this offense, and currently they don't have him in the building. Yeah. Uh, Wentz it makes is you done. wonder
4: about it, what, what does Carson Wentz go from here? I, 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 I don't know that there's a spot for him. He's also
1: not cheap, so you're spending no. money on somebody that's just yeah. right now. He's, he's I think...
4: It's over. If you're looking for a team that could get in the Derek Carr sweepstakes, Washington has a very good but, fleet of receivers, but Carr De- has a no trade clause. Right. Derek Carr
1: can control where he goes. So I don't, I know David Carr. Um, David said yesterday, stability is going to be key. So you're not going to Washington. You're not going to Houston. Indianapolis feels, no. You, Indianapolis, to me, was always a great job. And then in the last six months to a year, it's gotten very impulsive. So Indianapolis now has kind of joined a group of teams I'd stay away from. Because I think the owners are making all the calls, or most of them. So
4: Indy, Washington. I think you can write off. Did you say Houston? Yeah, I, I think you, you, I think you, think you get can out write of them off. Bobby the, the Smith is doing some things this week. Uh, so I think... The Jets' ownership
1: is suboptimal to me, but I love the GM. I like the coach. I think the roster is really close. That one feels right. Also, derek has been, you know, the Raiders are a big brand. derek has been in big games for a long time. He's not going to be overwhelmed with New
4: York and the media. That's, you know, hes he's been around the league a long time. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, final story, Titans and Jags Saturday night. They released the schedule for this weekend. Titans and Jaguars are in prime time. Colin, a bit of a curveball here. Yeah. Mike Vrabel, coach of the Titans, who you like a lot, announced yesterday that Joshua Dobbs, who had only attempted 17 career passes before last Thursday, is getting the start over rookie Malik Willis. Obviously, Dobbs has been in the league for a minute. Uh, He was at Pittsburgh. Listen, the guy's thrown passes. Malik Willis... He's not completing passes. Also, something that
1: has to be noted, he is a four-point chemical engineer major in college. So the kid is functioning at a really high level. Which, which does is not always, look rattled against Dallas at all. No, I thought he looked really good. They don't have anybody to throw to. So when I heard that, I'm
4: like, oh, well, that's... Who knows? Yeah, I this mean, isn't an indictment of Malik Willis. He's hey. just not ready for a win and in playoff. Yeah, he played game. at Liberty. This kid played yeah. it in the SEC. You remember the Malik Willis game against Kansas City? I think it was Sunday Night Football. I don't. He, w- he threw like four passes. Yeah, uh, or four completions. It was like you know you, you're not going to succeed doing that. Yeah. Um, the Jags are considerable favorites. I think it's a touchdown. Joshua Dobbs is. I'm. I'm interested to watch that. I'll just say this: uh, the Titans rested almost everyone relevant last week against the Cowboys. They will be very fresh for this game. I don't think it's a slam dunk that the Jags win this one. It's going to be close. I don't know if the Titans are winning, but it's going to be close.
1: J-Mac with the news.
2: Well, that's the news.
0: And thanks for stopping by.
2: The herd Lie News. Uh,
1: with the DeMar Hamlin situation, critical condition in a hospital in Cincinnati. Um, you know, I'm trying to kind of weave this through the show today as appropriately as I can. Um, athletes want to play, and you ho- often have to talk – them out of playing I saw this quote this morning from Tom Brady who said it would bother him to sit out of a meaningless week 18 finale this is a 45 year old quarterback with seven trophies here's Tom
4: it's always up to coach but yeah that would bother me I missed the game other than my ACL and uh yeah and then 2016 I missed the
2: first four games so other than that I played them all
1: um, we had Ryan here on this show. He was terrific. About two months ago or a month ago, um, had to retire, injured severely. It was a life-altering injury. Similar to this, very scary. Kind of a, a gutting, difficult to watch, made you nervous. That's how I felt last night. I'm sure that's how many of you felt. And, I, and I, I remember asking this question, and I didn't know if I should ask it, but he was just so open. And I just asked him, you know, if you look at the injury in your career, um, if you could do it all over again, knowing where you're at today, uh, would you change anything? If you could do it all over again with the knowledge you have, would you play
4: again? 100%. Not, I wouldn't even – if I can right now, if I just uh, was able to stop what I was doing – I mean, not stop what I was doing. Wake up tomorrow, and it's like, hey, Ryan, uh, you're 100% healthy. I will call Coach Tomlin and be like, hey, I know I won't be able to play
1: this week versus the Ravens, but, hey, let me figure out if I can you know, work my way back to being on the team. Um, not everybody thinks like you or me. There are people that I grew up in a small rural town on the coast of Washington State. None of you have heard of it. Uh, Grayland, Washington, aptly named. Grayland, Washington, gray a lot. And um, there's a show, I'm not sure if it's is still on the air. It's called Deadliest Catch, Commercial Fishing in Alaska. And uh, a, a football teammate, the, the toughest guy in my high school, um, Wade Henley, middle linebacker, great, great guy, he was on that show. And I watched that show, and I, I think it's terrifying. Water coming over the boat. If you get your leg caught in the rope, the crab nets, you're overboard. It's over. But there's an adrenaline to it. Um, and those guys take great pride in it. You couldn't get me on a boat like that. Um, oil derricks, football players, UFC fighters. I, when I was a local sportscaster, I once did a piece on a race car driver, and I got in the car. Terrifying. Absolutely. Uh, I should have been talked out of it. <laughs> um, and so... For Ryan Shea's ear to say that, is that not everybody is built like me. Um, Not everybody. There are people that run into buildings to save people during fires and shootouts. And uh, those people are so valuable. And that's why when a player gets hurt, you can't go to the player first. You have to go to the doctors. Sometimes players have to be kind of safe from themselves. Football is a very unique sport. And sometimes I just wonder if you have to be wired a little differently to do certain adrenaline-heavy jobs in America. Um, But that Ryan ear moment kind of took me back. I thought about that driving home that day. I'm like, he's just different. He's built differently. Um, More on Damar Hamlin, more updates. Live in L.A., it's The Herd.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. See dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: Congratulations, by the way, to Tulane. They scored 16 points in four minutes to upset USC in the Cotton Bowl. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. Brian Kelly also, 10 wins. They blew out Purdue. So Brian Kelly can be, at times, a little cringy, uh, certainly on social media. But he can win. He wins everywhere. He's very much like Harbaugh. Awkward sometimes, off-putting other times, very intense personality, kind of does it his way. But Jim Harbaugh and Brian Kelly win football games a lot, really fast. So LSU is uh, just an unbelievable football program. Uh, also, Derek Carr uh, looks like he'll be moving his brother David Carr. Uh, defended him greatly yesterday on the NFL Network They're very close. Uh, the Jets does feel like the good piece. Uh, Derek Carr has something that actually in the NFL, very few players have. Russell Wilson had it, um, a no-trade clause. Now, it doesn't always help the player. (laughs) For instance, Russell Wilson fought for that negotiations and then went to Denver and got a coach who was really not a head coach. So, you know, a no-trade clause. Clause gives the player more power, and according to the story this morning, Derek um, he wants teams that have stable situations. Well, let's be honest: a lot of t- teams with really stable situations don't need a quarterback. Kansas City's very stable right now uh, as a as a football team. Buffalo is stable, and uh, Cincinnati is, and the Philadelphia is. Many of the stable situations have quarterbacks. So what creates instability is not necessarily just a bad GM. If you don't get the quarterback right, it's amazing to watch the New York Giants this year, where we have looked at them for a decade as just a really unraveling mess, and suddenly they get the right coach. We still don't love the quarterback, but the coach elevates the quarterback and kind of look around at the Giants today, and you're like, oh, it was a playoff team. So, so much of this sport really comes down to, is the quarterback good? Derek Carr is, and does he have the right coach? I've thought about this before. You know, when you do free agency, you think about a lot of different things. And some athletes, most pro athletes, NFL, never have a no trade clause. They just go where they go, which would just be an awful thing to have to move to a bad organization. So if I was Derek Carr, I would I would look at it. And, and increasingly, uh, the bad organizations, to me, the owner meddles. Indianapolis has gone from very stable to chaotic. Washington, they meddle. Uh, Houston, they appear to be sort of lost at sea. They're just kind of bouncing around. There's there's um, the Raiders, I will say this, Josh McDaniels, I think, I defended him this year. Uh, I would, If he lasts four years, you don't know if the Raiders don't become stable uh, because it does look like they have an offensive coach. They've got offensive weapons. Their division's very hard. So we'll uh we'll see it's it's just it's easier said than done hey, I'm gonna go find a stable organization then just look at the owner Detroit now Detroit's pretty good that's unstable. Chicago can't get offense right Miami for years and years they've they've been docked draft picks for things the owner's done. there's not a lot of great in the league at quarterback at owner, at GM at coach. there's about six great everything in the
4: NFL. And most of those teams have their quarterback. Let me ask you, the Tennessee Titans are a team that just made a curious decision. They've got a young quarterback. They're not going to play him. They're throwing Josh Dobbs into their biggest game of the season with Tannehill Hurt. If you're Mike Vrabel and you look at this team and say, look at it, I had these guys in first place for almost the entire season. What if we add Derek Carr? Should they make a play for Derek Carr? Yeah, I think what's
1: really interesting is because the, you have to sort of look at your your environment where you're at. Um, if you are an AFC team, Tennessee, it's different. Burrow beat you last year at home. Allen, Mahomes, here comes Lamar Jackson. In your own division, Trevor Lawrence, Herbert. You've got five or six all-timers. They're all in your division. So I've said this. If I was Tennessee, maybe, maybe they – I mean, Green Bay would take a call on Aaron Rodgers. Of course they would. I would call Aaron Rodgers. You, you, you can't go into these games. They had a better defense than Cincinnati. They had home field advantage and a bye, and they couldn't beat Joe Burrow. So I think Tennessee and also um, athletes love Nashville. They, they, it's a great city. It's easy to get free agents there. Uh, if you have the right quarterback who can get on the phone with a wide receiver or a tight end or a running back and say, hey, man, come down to Nashville. It's a good time.
4: And remember, they just jettisoned their GM who did not want to pay A.J. Brown. So there's going to be a different outlook on free agents moving forward in Tennessee. The other team that jumps out, Colin, Carolina Panthers. I'm just pointing out the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will not be a good team next year. Brady will not be there, we know. That division is very winnable. If you're Derek Carr, you go from the loaded AFC. Well, geez, the NFC. I I could make the playoffs in Carolina. They were down to a week 16 with Sam Darnold, a third stringer. Yeah, it's interesting. The
1: the other one that's out there today, and it's a real story, is that – Jim Harbaugh will accept the Denver Broncos job according to people like Bruce Feldman, if it is offered. So that, in my lifetime, I grew up with Craig Morton and John Elway, so Denver's always been a really, really, really good football operation. Um, and I still think they are. They just took a big swing at quarterback, gave up a lot of draft capital, and it hasn't worked. They missed on the head coach. You do. I mean, listen, everybody gets a bad coach. Everybody's had a miss. It just happens. And so um, he will take the job if offered. Um, I'm to- And I'm not sure if this is public. I've kind of stayed off social media last 24 hours. I've been told it's $20 million. I've been told for Sean Payton, it would go to $25 million. So y- you start looking at those numbers, you have to consider it. Remember, Jim took a pay cut at Michigan. That's almost unprecedented. <laughs> a star coach at a star
4: program yeah. takes a pay cut. I think it was a forced pay cut, yes. but he couldn't beat Ohio State. right? right then he right. bounces back and did not get a pay raise last year. He was not happy. So what did he do, Colin? He goes and interviews with the Minnesota Vikings. Remember right. that? Yeah. So it should be noted, um, Jim
1: was super successful in the NFL. If it, I went and looked at his record this morning. I have it on a piece of paper here somewhere. I think it was 44-19-1. and and So Jim was a home run. Jim's never failed anywhere. It took him a little longer. Um, well, he won ten games first year at Michigan. So, yeah. but to play for the national championship or in the playoff took him longer. So that's a real story here, and it it it's a tipping point. The the Walton family that's old money. Um, if they're going to pay twenty to twenty five million for a coach, that's going to reset the market. And so I I thought this morning, if I was Sean Payton, I'd let I'd let somebody else have the Denver job, let the market get reset, Carolina, and yeah. maybe. Well, the problem with Carolina is you don't have a quarterback. Well, that's that's yet. why you go get yeah. one.
4: Yeah. So
1: you know, they, I, I, I've said this: um, sports go through analytical changes. So, for instance, baseball, you used to not want to strike out. Now you don't want a ground ball, and so the game is now almost dually home run strikeouts. That's it. It makes the game more boring. Basketball: the analytics it got very mathy. You got to shoot threes, so it's eliminated. The classic back-to-the-basket center. Right in the middle of Dwight Howard's career, he was useless. He couldn't hit a three, couldn't hit a jumper. And um, you start looking at all the analytics in sports. Football has become, because of safety, very offensive. And if you look, you start looking at the AFC now, best quarterback leads every division. And often, it's the best quarterback with an offensive coach. Joe Burrow, Zach Taylor, Trevor Lawrence, Doug Peterson, Mahomes, Andy Reid. Uh, of course, every single coach in the AFC— well, no, three out of four coaches in the AFC East are defensive coaches. So, But uh, you look at the NFC. I think it was last year, seven of seven teams that made the playoffs last year in the NFC, I think it was last year, were all offensive coaches. All of them. So uh, that's where we're at in this sport. The the I don't know about the analytics of football. I think more coaches go for it on fourth down. But what has happened that is clear— is that for safety reasons and television and commerce reasons, they have leaned heavy offense. If you don't have a quarterback, you have no shot. So Peter King talked about this earlier. The Denver situation comes down to this. How do you fix
4: Russell Wilson? That's a bad job if you can't fix Russell Wilson. It's a bad job. It's also an oil and water mix with Harbaugh and Wilson, right? Harbaugh can be gruff. You, you've talked at length about the interview you guys did. We know he's rubbed teams the wrong way after like three or four years and yeah. takes off. Russell Wilson's the antithesis of that, Colin. He is, you know, Mr. Buttoned Up and super nice guy. I, I wonder how those two would work in Denver. It would be a fascinating experiment. Yeah, We saw he did not mesh well with McDaniels, Derek Carr. And when you get those two opposite personalities, sometimes it can go kind of a Yeah. Coaches make more money. They have more power. They have a system. They have a
1: formula. And if you don't buy into it, Belichick and Brady. And Tom was very amenable to lower money. Brady was worn out by Belichick. So uh, you see
4: Mac Jones and Belichick. So, I, I think we would agree, though. You spent $4.6 on a team, Colin. Spending $20 million on a coach is nothing. Well, for them. Yeah. yeah, when you spend that much on a team. Yeah, no, yeah. I, that argument. This is a big investment. You need to enhance your investment. you got to spend money. Yeah. All right. Um, Mark
1: Schlereth will join us next hour. Uh, speaking of that Denver situation in Harbaugh, um, we'll keep you upda- uh, updated throughout the day. On to Hamlin. Uh, hour three is coming up. The Herd.
2: This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
3: Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh?
0: Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah.
2: And some waves. So we could go surfing. (laughs) I
0: love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah,
2: ski slopes. Let's
0: do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby!
1: Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com.